It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Masterplan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is, as ever, a pleasure to have you listening. I wanted to take a moment to thank our listeners all over the world. You know, we have subscribers in over 30 different countries. And a special thank you to some of our recent iTunes reviewers, Dip3313 from the UK, Matt McWilliams from the USA, and Karen FD from the UK, who I'll be honest and say is a personal friend of mine. She's one of my clients, and um, it's awesome what she's saying. Uh, So let me introduce you to today's special guest. We're continuing the international theme with our first ever American guest. Judy Townsend started Mannequin Madness in 2001 and has built it into an award-winning family business, specialising in everything related to mannequins, selling the most extensive range of mannequins available online, as well as renting, recycling and repairing. It's definitely at the niche end of the product range scale. Mannequin Madness is an online-only e-commerce business, although you can make an appointment to view at the warehouse. Hi, Judy. Hello, how are you, Chloe? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for being here. I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started off in e-commerce? Well, I had worked for a dot-com company back in the glory days of the dot-com, so I knew the importance of uh, online presence. And so when I started my business in 2001, having a website was still pretty new for this particular segment of the industry. But the very first week I put my website up, I'm thinking I'm just going to attract local customers. But instead, a customer from Canada emailed me because they were coming into town to do a trade show and needed to rent a mannequin. So early on, I knew the importance of having a strong web presence. And then that just multiplied to later on, you know, the online selling once that became available because when I first started you couldn't actually buy online you could just actually show pictures so when was when did you first go to e-commerce then I went to e-commerce I want to say probably around 2006 2006 or 7 and at that time some of the choices available were pretty limited for a small business either they were kind of clunky and didn't have a lot of features Otherwise, it was very, very expensive. So I'm certainly so excited to see the evolution of the different other e-commerce options that are available that makes it affordable for businesses of all sizes. Yeah, I find the way the platforms have changed and the options you've got just so it's made such a difference both financially and to the accessibility of e-commerce, but also to enable you to focus on what's right rather than spending, you know, 80% of your time just trying to get the website to work. Exactly. And so much with the website is not just simply just what happens when people make the purchase, but also then the back end that happens when, you know, an order gets processed. There's a lot of administrative things that are very, very helpful when you have the good, e- the right e-commerce system to make it work. Cool. Yeah, it, it does do that whole piece, doesn't it? So you've clearly been in e-commerce for a long time and it's been evolving, Judy. So tell us a bit about where your business is right now. Um, where my business is in terms of geographically or using e-commerce, I just want to get a little more clarity about that. Yeah, cool. So uh, let's start off with where you are in the world okay. and who you're selling to. Right now, I'm located in the San Francisco Bay Area in Oakland, California. My customers are all over the United States and Canada. 
I do get quite a bit of inquiries from um, Australia and from England, but the shipping costs can be so cost prohibitive for a mannequin that many times, even though they, they find me online, they aren't able to buy from me. But I've learned to develop strategic partnerships. So there are people who do something similar to what I do in other countries, and we refer, refer business back and forth, which is just another kind of nice offshoot of e-commerce is that it allows you to build relationships with people that you may have never met before and may never meet before, but you can still do business together. Especially important when you've got such a bulky, heavy product that's always going to be expensive on the shipping front, isn't it? Exactly. And when you have a niche business, you know, it's great because when you have a niche business, you don't feel so alone because you can connect with other people like yourself all over the world. There may not be anybody else who does my business right in my in my city or even my state, but collectively with the power of the internet, I can meet other people who, you know, share similar, you know, challenges in running a niche business. Yeah, and you, you can, you know, learn together as you build it in your own countries Absolutely. it's so, so cool Absolutely. so so which platform are you selling on at the minute i'm selling on shopify and i have one of their more um premium versions so i have all the key features and i also use their point of sale system which i love so the point of sale system, just for those who might not be familiar with it, that's to take money face to face. Yes, because I do have a, a a warehouse where people can come in. While while the bulk of my business is online, even people who come into my warehouse have found me online first. But I do have quite a bit of customers that come into our warehouse. So the Shopify point of sale system allows me sort of like a substitute for the Square. I can process their credit card directly on my mobile device. And what's great about it, it connects with the inventory that I have on my website. So it decrements the in, the inventory as I make the sale. Which is just essential, isn't it? You don't want to have to stock check every week. Oh, my, um. my other system didn't have that. And it was so frustrating because, you know, I would sell something in the store that I might forget to take it off of my website. Of course, then someone would try to purchase it and they would be upset because it was showing online, but yet it was out of stock. It was just a nightmare to manage that. So I'm so glad to have an e-commerce system that has so many components because they understand now that e-commerce means that you might be selling in multiple locations. So they have some nice features. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm really a big Shopify advocate. I'm, I'm not paid to be here. <laughs> I've had two other e-commerce systems before. So that's why I'm really clear on what some of the distinctions are. So the fact that Shopify allows you to be sort of like multi-channel, you know, they have certain buttons so you can sell products on Facebook. They're coming out with one on Pinterest. I also can incorporate it in my WordPress blog, as well as, of course, on, you know, with their store online and, and, and in the, my warehouse. Awesome. And we're starting to dr to drift into the world of kind of widgets and plugins. So are there any kind of reviews, plugins, searchandising plugins you've got going on on the site? Yes, I do like something called Yopto, Y-O-P-T-O. And that's really great for uh, customer reviews and testimonials and also the ability for customers to ask questions about a product. Um, Shopify has a feature as well. And I find that I use kind of both. I mean, sometimes people like to plug into the Shopify feature to ask the question, but then they'll leave a review on Yopto. What I like about that is that after a customer buys a product, then they automatically, you know, get an email triggered to them, um, asking them to leave a review. And then I, I, I offer an incentive for them to leave a review as well. But as I was mentioning, some of the other uh, widgets that I like are the, this Facebook widget that just came out with just this month. And the Pinterest one is going to be released soon because so much of my business is on Pinterest. That's going to be a big boost for me. Yeah, I'm, I want to come on to Pinterest a little bit later on because some of the stuff you're doing on there, I think is absolutely awesome. But just to, before we, we dive into some other bits and pieces, 
a couple of quick questions for you. Um, what kind of size of business have you got? Are you talking dollar volume? Yeah, turnover, if you're happy to share that, or the size of your team. Well, let me do a little bit of both. I usually don't like to like you give out exact sales figures. Yeah, we are a that's fair enough. <laughs> all niche business. We are very close to meeting that million dollar a year mark. I'll just say that. That's always been sort of our target. Because this was a business that I started out as a hobby. And it's really surprising to me how it's grown as a result of e-commerce. So I've just had a shift you know, fairly recently as I've gotten better e-commerce features to really see that I can really make this something more than just a side hobby. I mean, granted, it's still Supported, supported me financially, but you know now I can take it to a whole other level. My team, I'm a big fan of the book, The 4-Hour Work Week, and I really got excited about having a very lean team and being able to outsource. So most of my team are independent contractors or people who work virtually. I have three people on my team who I've never met in person at all. One's in the Philippines and one's in India. And they do different projects for me that just make my business, you know, run seamlessly. Cool. I'm I'm a big advocate of that kind of virtual outsource team as well. I I, I likewise have people I use a lot who I have ne- I don't think I've even spoken to them. Um which is just so empowering because you can get that exactly that right skill set in without needing to, you know, pay for it full time. Exactly. Um, another quick question before we before we dive into kind of how you're building the business. Um, is most of your sales business to business or business to consumer? Because I know on the website, you put a lot of work into cultivating the business to consumer market, you know, such as advising people to use the mannequins as decorative accent pieces for their home. So do you... No, actually, you, no it's almost split 50-50. You know, I think, you know, the e-commerce has made certain items just much more accessible to the public that they would not have been able to buy before. You know, in the past, it was only retail stores who were pretty much buying mannequins. But now, because a lot of people now are selling on their own who don't have a store, you know, they're selling on eBay or Etsy, that's increased the need for individual consumers to have a mannequin where they didn't need that, say, before, you know, e-commerce started or, or just, you know, online shopping. As well as sites like, you know, Instagram and Pinterest have made the creativity process of showing, you know, what people do with mannequins so much easier to share now. So as a result, that too has increased the demand. So why I initially when my business started was definitely pretty much all um, business to business. Now it's pretty much split 50-50. Cool. And we started diving into Pinterest there. So no, I think I, your Pinterest account Pinterest. is... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 that's brilliant because I want to ask you about it now because Pinterest is, it's clearly a really powerful channel to you. So do you want to talk a little bit about how you've been building and using the, using Pinterest to grow those sales? Yeah, it's really been kind of a game changer for me because before I was just relying on my blog to be able to show all the cool things that people do with um, mannequins. But, you know, that meant someone had to come and seek me out. Where Pinterest is sort of like having a store inside a mall where there's just so much traffic passing through versus being a, a, a corner store around the corner here. Now, because of the traffic passing through, both I see different things to inspire me to post on my boards, and then it just it creates a, a wide range of people to be able to see what I posted. I really put a lot of effort into curating my boards to make them very accessible so that 
people can find something very specific. You know, if you're looking for a mannequin lamp, you don't want to also have that mixed in with other kind of mannequin projects. So I have it very project specific. I have it industry specific. And I've really seen the difference in I've, since I've tailored it. You know, it's sort of like customization. Uh, it's allowed me to customize uh, showing different examples of my product to reach that audience that's looking for it. Excellent. And uh, Master Plan World, we will have a link to Judy's Pinterest account on the show notes page, which you'll be able to get at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash madness. So um, what do you think right now is the most awesome thing about your business? There's two things. Number one, I love the environmental difference that our business is making. A part of our business is we recycle mannequins for retail stores when they close or remodel. Retail stores are always changing their mannequins just like they change the fashions. So even though the mannequins still may be in good, usable condition, there just happen to be, you know, a few styles you know, a goal in terms of you know, this year, chrome mannequins are popular. Next year, a different color may be popular. And so in the past, they would just throw those mannequins in the trash. Now, companies like myself, and I'm pleased to say I've been able to inspire some other companies, um, now will recycle mannequins for the stores. And we recycle stores on a national level. So they can just make one phone call to me and either I or some of the associates that I know will go to those stores, pick up the mannequins, and then we sell those mannequins. And so that brings the second part of our business is because of sites like Pinterest, there's now a greater market to sell these used mannequins than there had been before. So it's just a nice kind of like circle, that whole reduce, reuse, recycle. Stores can contact me. I make it easy for them to recycle. They, first of all, save money as well as keep mannequins from going into the landfill. And then I'm able to sell a mannequin at a reasonable price to someone who may not have been able to afford a brand new one at the normal price. Cool. So it helps at both sides. You're kind of you're helping the retailer deal with a problem that they had of chucking things in, in landfill. And then you're able to enable all those Etsy and Instagrammers to get a decent mannequin at a price they wouldn't have been able to afford. It's kind of a win-win, isn't it? I think so. I, and that's what I love about it. And, and it's not just the smaller retails. I mean, a lot of times some of the mannequins we get are something that maybe was kind of a unique item and it's no longer in production. And we've had some pretty big name companies who maybe wanted to have a retro look. And they'll come and even though they can afford to buy you know new mannequins, they're looking for something that there's no longer production, so they'll come to us and buy, buy them. And also, we rent mannequins to people who are in the San Francisco Bay Area. So a lot of times, some companies are coming here for a trade show or some other kind of special event, and they don't want to haul their mannequins from their stores. You know, they can rent from us. So I really like the service aspect that we're doing, and I'm working with so many creative people. I mean, the type of people who use mannequins run the whole gamut of society and all different types of reasons from, you know, fashion students, for people who are doing Halloween displays, as well as people who are doing specialty parties and events. I mean, so I just love the type of customers that I meet. Even though a lot of them I'm only seeing online, you know, I'm able to, you know, understand what it is that they're using it for. Having, you know, I, I got introduced to you a couple of weeks ago and I was looking at the site going, mannequins, really? <laughs> but, but speaking to you, it's like there's so many uses for mannequins and it's just, it's clearly something I'm now going to be obsessed with for quite some time. 
Well, actually, I've even seen a couple of uh, hotels actually in the London area, and they use mannequins or dress form as part of their decor, you know, because they come in so many different choices of colors. And so whether you use it functional to display your jewelry or your coat on in your home, or you just have a decorative one to you as an accent one, you know, mannequins are certainly not just for stores on the high street anymore. Cool. And then um, what's on, there's clearly a lot going on in uh, Mannequin Madness at the moment. So, Judy, what's on your radar, your to-do list right now? Um, digital downloads are the new thing for us right now, because once again, with things like Pinterest, we're seeing a lot of DIY projects that people are doing with mannequins. And people have been asking me questions when I post something. How do I create this? Like, What's been very popular last year was taking a dress form and turning it into a Christmas tree. So it was something that was, you know, eco-friendly, especially if they were buying a used dress form. They decorated it as a Christmas tree. And then after Christmas is over, they have something functional they can use. People were asking me how I create this. So that's another thing I love about Shopify is that they allow me to have digital downloads. And that's one area where I can reach people all over the world and don't have to worry about shipping costs. Wow. So you have like the guide of how to turn the dress form into a Christmas tree and you're selling that on the site or you're giving that away yeah I'm selling that on the site you know pretty nominal I mean it's just five five dollars it's sort of like our version of a 99 cent app you know we want a little something just for the effort we put to create creating it but we want to make it affordable to people and because we hope that they'll actually buy the mannequin from us if they're in the states or Canada to actually create the project but, you know, the bigger thing is there's so many DIY projects. And because, you know, the more people use mannequins, the less likely they'll be tossed into the landfill. We can really extend the life of a mannequin. So just because a retail store doesn't need it, there's an additional use for it someplace else. So I love it because I'm sure several of our listeners would have been thinking, okay, downloads in order to capture email addresses or, you know, improve your content marketing. But actually you're using it as a get used to buying from us. Exactly. Come come and spend your $5 and then come back and get your mannequin because you know we can deliver. And it's also a branding thing for us as well. We're going to be putting together a lot more just kind of how-tos about certain basic things about a mannequin as well as a do-it-yourself projects. That's Absolutely fascinating. I'm really excited because Shopify does does allow that feature. As well as, you know, there may be something where I can say, buy this product, you get this digital download for free. And what's so great is that, you know, a digital download doesn't require any shipping, you know, any kind of management. I just set it up and it's self-serve. See, interestingly today, and you might want to take a look at this, uh, Etsy emailed out today saying, here's our total guide on how to sell knitting patterns and crochet patterns on et- on Etsy. Oh, okay. So that might be worth taking a look at because I imagine the same technology would work there for yes, you. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah, pleasure. Um, right. Anyway, back to the interview. <laughs> Um, do you have a light bulb moment? So a time where you saw, you know, you had kind of one of those aha moments. Well, I, as I, I don't know if I share it with your listeners. You know, I didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be the mannequin lady. Okay? I was just looking for a mannequin for an art project that I wanted to put in my garden. I was going to cover with some mosaic tiles. I happened to see a guy who was selling the mannequins on Craigslist. You know, that was kind of, I guess, the, the early e-commerce, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And when I went to go see him, I was surprised that he had all these mannequins in his warehouse. I thought there was just going to be one or two. Well, when he told me that he used to, you know, 
know, rent mannequins. I said, well, who rents mannequins? I had no idea people would do that. And he told me why people rent a mannequin. And he just mentioned in passing that now that he was leaving the state, there wasn't going to be a mannequin rental place in the Bay Area. And that was my aha moment because even though I had never touched a mannequin, I never worked retail, I just felt that the mannequin market, would, the, the Bay Area was such a creative place. There ought to be at least one place to rent a mannequin, not really knowing what or how. And fortunately, because he was leaving within two weeks, I didn't have a lot of time to make a decision and try to talk myself out of it. I just had to go with the gut. So I went with that gut. Once again, this was only going to be a part-time venture, a part-time hobby, but it's truly because of the internet that allowed me to grow from being just a small niche business that only serving customers who could drive to my warehouse to now being able to serve people all over the U.S. So the initial you know, motivation was this is something I thought would be cool, but the internet and then now e-commerce has allowed me to really make a business out of it. That's, I love that story. You're kind of the accidental mannequin lady. Totally, totally accidental <laughs> entrepreneur. And I, too, am a big fan like you about e-commerce because it just opens up the world for people. And I think particularly, I'm a senior entrepreneur. I'm in my 50s. And as people are getting older and many times, you know, can't find a job in the regular workforce and also want to have much more flexibility with their life. I love the idea that I can have an e-commerce website and I can be on the beach and orders are being generated and fulfilled. I don't have to do anything. I mean, that's great for people of all ages, of course, but I certainly you know, think as our population is, is aging and people many times still need to have something else to either supplement their income or keep them engaged post-retirement, e-commerce is a way to make that happen. I, I think you're right. And as the, um, it's a conversation I'm having, having at quite a few conferences in the UK at the moment is the older, uh, business person, entrepreneur, consultant finding that the world of e-commerce has now got to the point where the tech is sufficiently easy to use yeah. that those who are making the greatest gains in it are those who understand business and marketing strategy, which tends to be the older people rather than the 20-somethings who are fluent in Twitter, but they don't get the fact that it, if it costs you this much, it needs to to bring you back yeah. in this much. Yeah. So I think there might be a bit of a, a renaissance coming or a renaissance, I should say, for our for our American listeners, um, in that in the the age range that gets involved in e commerce. Yes, I think um, I was lucky because my father was an electrical engineer, so I always had some comfort level with technology. So when I'm around other people in my age group, you know, late 50s, um, I'm really a, a big advocate to let them know that technology has come a long way. It's not, you know, hard like it used to be and that use it for business. A lot of people just think, you know, it's like using it for entertainment purposes, you know, Facebook or something like that. But once that light bulb comes on, when they can see, wow, as you said, you can apply your business experience and just put it online and create a whole new opportunity for yourself. Yeah, could not agree more. So it's now time for the top tips round. Okay. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. Judy, are you ready for these quick fire top I'm tips? I'm ready. Brilliant. So first up then, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, what book would you recommend? I love the book Screw Business as Usual by Richard Branson. Cool. That's not one I've come across. 
<laughs> I just read it a few weeks ago, and it's just everything that we're talking about right now in terms of both, you know, businesses being something that serves a social good as well as makes makes money, you know, being able to harness the power of the Internet to really reach a broad audience. And I'm just a huge fan of Richard Branson in general. And I love some of the revolutionary and risky things he's done to create new opportunities. Yeah, he's um, he's quite something, isn't he? He really is. Yes, yes one of my heroes. Uh I will also, uh, Master Plan World, I will also put the link to Tim Ferriss's book, so the four-hour work week that we mentioned earlier yes. in here as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, you want me to tell me to pick one, and that's the one that I read most recently, but both of those books are sort of like been my, my business primer. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I can't, can't, I love the four-hour work week. But anyway, um, traffic top tip next. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Well, you know, I love Pinterest. Um, what I love about it is, first of all, it's pictures, so you don't have to worry about language barriers. Um, also, people don't tend to be mean. Like you could sometimes find people have really mean debates about something on Facebook. And um, I think people just thought that Pinterest was just something that women did to look at pictures of, you know, design elements, you know, for the dream house or something like that, or food food recipes. But now more people are seeing that Pinterest also has a strong business focus. Cool. And do you use... Pinterest to use Pinterest or do you use a third party app to use Pinterest? No, I use Pinterest. Cool. Um, I know a lot of people seem to, because they're used to Twitter and that, I get a lot of people asking me, should I be using something else to use Pinterest or should I use Pinterest? So it's good to hear someone as as fluent in it as you are is definitely using the Pinterest itself. Like I used to use Hootsuite or something like that for Pinterest. I'm not for Pinterest, for Twitter and Facebook, but for Pinterest, I just like going directly there on the site. Cool. Okay. So that brings us on then to the tool top tip. This might be a team collaboration tool, social media plugin, phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little widget you use that makes you or your team more efficient day to day? As, a, as much as I love technology, I'm a little old-fashioned with this. We use, we do a lot of texting back and forth. As I said, I, my, a lot of my team is virtual. And then um, I use sites like Fiverr um, to find, you know, talent that I work with you know, in other countries. And we communicate within Fiverr. Cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those Fiverr websites. That's a really good recommendation okay. for all. Yeah, when you find someone, I mean, granted, it's just like anything else, you know, you have to do a little hunting. I've had some people who were on Fiverr, they had a bad experience, and then they're like, I don't want to use it at all. I'm like, just like anybody else who you interview for a job, you know, you have to do a little bit more digging. Not everybody's going to be a win, but when you do find someone, you stick with them, it's fabulous. Agreed. Um, next up then, the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would your first tip for them be? I would tell them to look at the sites that they like to shop at and see what it is on- online and see what it is they like about their shop because you're going to want to model your own e-commerce store to do something that reflects your personality or what it is that you like. And there's so many things out there and it's really important to have something that kind of speaks to your brand. I looked at some of the really top e-commerce sites out there to see what kind of features they had on there, what kind of, you know, um, navigation bar they had, what they were showing on their homepage to model that after mine. So that's just in terms of just looking to see what, what works for me. But then really do your due diligence to find out who's the best e-commerce provider for you because it's painful switching. I've switched three times. I don't want, I don't wish that at anybody. It's kind of like moving a house. 
There's so much involved. So, and you're just so busy running your business. You don't want to get involved with having to switch every now and then just because one e-commerce platform is not really evolving and staying current with the latest trend. So as much as sometimes people just kind of look at the front end of how pretty it looks, you have to also look at the back end integration. Yeah, because it's, it is, it is a hugely disruptive thing moving between platforms. Uh, There's a couple of great people who we're going to have on as guests later this year, but they can't come on at the moment because they're moving platform. And I just, you've just got to be in that. You can't do anything else whilst you're doing that. Well, especially in my case, we have over 600 products from a lot of different vendors. So it's maybe if you only had 10 products, it's not so much. But if you have a lot of products and a lot of other kind of features, you know, blog integration and things like that, it takes a lot. So, uh, Mossbound World, you can find the top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash madness. And we have one final top tips question. Judy, if your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? I am a big fan of succulents, maybe because I'm in California and we're having a drought right now. And I've seen so many cool things that people are doing with both real and silk succulents, including we are putting succulents on dress forms and on mannequin heads to create art projects from them. So I guess you'd say I always kind of like niche kind of little things that serve a purpose. And I love succulents because, you know, they're hardy, they're drought tolerant, and they're beautiful fake succulents out there. So that's what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing mannequins. Okay, cool. Um, Judy, what a fascinating chat. It's been a pleasure to spend time with you today discovering how you're driving your online-owned e-commerce business. Before we say goodbye, would you like to remind listeners where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Yes, they can find me at mannequinmadness.com. And when they go to my homepage, they'll see all the social media icons right there, easily visible for them. Excellent. And I'll make sure there's links to each of those social media on the show notes as well. Um, And you can find all those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash madness, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Judy, thank you so much for being on e-commerce masterplan podcast today and for being so generous sharing your experiences with us. And Chloe, while you do lots of great training for e-commerce, I just wanted to tell your listeners, if they have any questions for me about e-commerce, feel free to call me or email me. Oh, that's such a generous offer. Thank you very much. Not a problem. As one of our subscribers, if you're enjoying the e-commerce master plan podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends. Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee or a pint, we don't really mind. But it would be great if you could share. So have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.